and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 155, titled Ultimate Nintendo. Uh, unfortunately, Steve still doesn't have internet in his house, so uh, he will not be joining us. He will uh, be joining us next time, hopefully. Uh, until then, I will fill in as your host. I'm Barry, and uh, we got Greg here today. Hi, everyone. I was always expecting him to be like, Ultimate Nintendo, or give it some enthusiasm and jazz. It's it's been a long long two weeks since our last podcast. Uh, I I I could have I didn't. Uh, maybe it was a missed opportunity, but you you got it for us. So uh, yeah. you got it there. The ultimate Nintendo. And why are we talking about ultimate Nintendo? Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, first off, I just want everyone to uh, be reminded to subscribe. Um, our YouTube channel is constantly growing. We're constantly doing new videos, industry talks, game chats, and podcasts, of course, as well as gameplay and reviews and a bunch of other stuff. So please subscribe to us, hit that little bell for notifications, and feel free to share. It is very much appreciated. And uh, thank you to all of our subscribers. Uh, so, so let's start off. Uh, Greg, what have you been playing since uh, our last podcast? Well, I... Finally happy to report that I did beat um, Hollow Knight. So I did get a very close to 100% completion. There's just a few things that I wasn't able to wrap up, but I figured that was a good time to end it after beating the final boss, the initial boss, that is. I guess there's a special boss if I finished a full, true 100%, despite my file saying 105%, but I guess that doesn't factor in the DLC that came with it. Um, other than that, I started replaying, or not replaying, I started, restarted to play Crash Bandicoot once again. So, hoping to see if the second game is anything like the first, or if it's better. And so far, it seems like it's mostly the same, just a different kind of format. Same kind of janky detection, and some weird uh, two... 5D-ish type levels. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing for the last few weeks. I'll be jumping into Octopath Traveler probably within the next couple days now. So, looking yeah. forward to that. It's interesting because I had the exact same experience with Crash. I did the first to, to a point, and I'm like, all right, I'm skipping this. Let's go to the second and see if it's any better. And the same, it's more of the same. Uh, not a fan of it. And uh, <laughs> and I, I moved on. Um, I wish I can say I've got like 100 games I've been playing um but for the past two weeks i've been in tennessee uh if you noticed last podcast i was in a completely different environment like i said and i'm back to uh, my house i am back home uh so i have games again but all i've been playing uh has been octopath uh, and i haven't been playing it as much as i'd like to thanks to real life uh higher priority stuff um, but i am i breached the 60 hour mark I have all all the sub jobs um, that are there, and I have three three out of the eight completely done, and the other five are on the last chapter. Um, so I don't know how much post game there is after you complete all eight, but I'm gearing up for that. So probably by next podcast, I'll be like, hey, I beat Octopath, and I'm moving on because there's a lot of games coming out. <laughs> and there's a lot of games I still haven't touched, and it, it doesn't help that you know I'm playing a long RPG. But I, I couldn't pass Octopath, and, and I'm yeah. excited to hear your take when you when you start it, uh, Greg. This is such yeah. a good game. 
my parents had decided to celebrate my birthday yesterday, despite it being a, a week from yesterday. So next Sunday is my birthday. So I did get the game. I just didn't fire it up yet. So oh, so you actually do have it now? Yeah, it's in my possession, physical copy, because that's how they buy my gifts. So normally that would have been a game I would bought digitally. Still happy to have it though. Did you get the collector's edition, the Wayfarer's edition, or just no? The... I just yeah, I just wanted the standard edition. Just so. this sucker right here. Yep. Oh, I love I it. Bet. I I'm so excited. I played. I was. I love the demo, so I'm very excited to. Did you did you play the uh, the preview demo, the three hour preview demo? Ready? No, I didn't. I was too sucked into Hollow Knight. I was like, well, if I have enough time, I can squeeze it in. And I'm like. Uh... I was Honest, still playing Hollow Knight on Friday, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah, at this point, there's really no point for you to. Uh oh, like, I did it I freeze? Before. There's no point. No point. You you might as well just just go into the main game at this point. But yeah, no, that is as awesome that you you finally got it, and and a happy early birthday. Oh, thank you. Now, uh, moving on. Uh, the next thing I'd like to talk about is Play NYC. Play NYC happened this past weekend, August 11th and 12th. And as you know, and all our listeners know, that we were gracious enough to be given tickets to give out um, by Dan, the man in charge. And uh, I'm happy to report that not only uh, was it a success, uh, I went and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of writing up uh, some recap on my experience. And I also sent out uh, an email to all of our winners and said, hey, you know, if you went, I'd like to get your feedback as well. And uh, hopefully I can get uh, some quotes and, and make a follow-up uh, post, you know, just to see what other people thought. And I'll and share that all with Dan. But not only was the show awesome, it was bigger than last year. It was more, more to it. A uh, lot of cool stuff. I didn't get to experience it all. Uh, I only went Saturday. I didn't go Sunday. Um, but... It was crowded. It was more crowded this year than last year, you know, even though it was a bigger venue. And it was it it almost was it was positive to see so many people and it was also a little negative in the sense that I couldn't get in a lot of time on some of the games that I wanted to because sometimes the lines were just too long to play or uh, I was it wasn't the right environment to really get absorbed into an RPG story when you're trying to read and focus and you have a bunch of noise in the background. That being said, there was a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun games, a lot of games that I'm looking forward to playing and a lot of connections made. Uh, so there will be some industry talks in the future from people who uh, uh, we met at Play NYC. Uh, nice. Some, a lot of games coming to Switch, a lot of games coming to Switch and a lot of games that are PC only. And everybody's like, I want to get this on the Switch. I just don't know how. <laughs> like, like I, I want to, I want to, and, and I hope it does. Um, one more, I think my highlight, my absolute highlight was meeting the winners. Uh, just like at times, you know, that one in special, uh, particularly, you know, just like came up to a booth uh, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm not here to talk to you guys. I'm here to talk to him. And it made my day. Like it just made my day to meet, you know, the winners, those that we were able to give access to this awesome show. Uh, because that's why we do this podcast. We do this podcast, all of us. Uh, do this for you. We do this for the listeners. We do this for our fans because we love Nintendo. We love the gaming industry and we love listening and talking to you and doing things for you. Um, so that honestly made my day. I absolutely loved meeting 
every single winner there that that I did get to meet. I know some went Sunday, uh, so I didn't get to meet everybody, but it was great. I will say that no one showed up in a Nintendo Fuse t-shirt. I had mine on, uh, so unfortunately no one did that. I did have stuff, I had stuff ready for that. If, if you did show up, I had, I had some giveaways. Um, but no, didn't get, didn't get to give any away, unfortunately, but maybe next year. Um, but yeah, no, I would say the one negative thing was food. Um, the venue that they had, it was expensive. Uh, it was like $7 for a hot dog and $6 for a bottle of water, uh, which was ridiculously expensive. The good news is that you got uh, if you if you had a media, which I had a media badge or our Dev Pro passes, um, those allowed you to just go in and out. But if even if you had a regular pass, they gave you a wristband that allowed you to go in and out. And since it was in the middle of Manhattan, you know, my wife and I we left and we went to a diner right down the street and we just ate our lunch and came back. Other people went to Shake Shack or those McDonald's or TGF Fridays. So, you know, there's a ton of things in the city. Uh, so. If next year the venue is, I know the venue is definitely the same, but if the uh, food situation is the same, I recommend leaving to go get food and coming back. That is that is a negative, um, but I don't know how much that was really in their control. That could have just been, you know, the Manhattan Center saying, if you're using us, you have to use our food thing, and we're going to charge outrageous prices because it's New York City. <laughs> that kind of sounds almost a little bit like E3 when I was there, like five, six years ago. It was like ten dollars for like a salad and it's like what <laughs> like, it's, it's like, like that everywhere yeah you when i go to new york comic-con uh my wife and i we just bring sandwiches for lunch like we just eat in a, in a panel <laughs> we're just like yeah. we're waiting for a panel let's just start eating because going to the food court is they have more choices uh the javits center has a lot more choices but it's expensive and the lines are of course ridiculous this time the lines were, were for nothing. Like you could just walk up and buy it because it was too expensive. Yeah, I was gonna say six dollars for a bottle of water. I mean, <laughs> you could just go to the gas station across the street and get it for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. I, I don't know if this is true for the Deb Pro passes. And and if you went and this is true, tell me. Um, as as media and then definitely obviously an exhibitor, you can bring your own stuff in. So like as media, uh, we were able to bring a bottle in. And uh, that was cool. But there's no water fountains in the place either. There's bathrooms, but no water fountains. Um, they did have free Red Bull. All the Red Bull you can drink for free. Red Bull was there with the uh, with the New York Red Bull soccer team. Uh, they were playing FIFA. And they were there with all the Red Bull you can drink. And it was free mochi ice cream, which I never had before, which is delicious. That was downstairs. Um, last year, they had like this free gummy candy you could get and and they had free lemonade which was great it was like oh here here's lemonade it's something that i could drink i'm like red bull i'm gonna be hyped up i'm not touching it <laughs> yeah it's not the healthiest stuff in the world for you no but you know at least it was there and it was free yeah. but no it was it was an awesome experience and i hope next year my goal next year uh, when we go is to have you greg and and get steve as well to come out here and we could all go together i think we'll have a good time um I think we should make that happen. That's a year now from now. Um, I think we should start planning the cards because we need some fun. Yeah, it does sound like a fun time. All first right, we need Steve yeah. to join our podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> we need Steve to get internet at the house first. Uh, you know, he might be. He's either going to listen to this uh, when he's doing post, or he might even be listening now, like on his phone, like sitting in the bathroom. Like I, I maybe get a bar here. I'm going to listen. 
and, and see what's going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll he'll show up in the comments and be like, "Hey." Um, I heard that. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I'm I'm looking through some shout outs before we move on. Um, Jakester, the Knight of Darkness. Uh, is in the chat. Hello. Uh, he says, happy early birthday to you, Greg. Uh, we have yes. Emilio Mano. Uh, hello. Julio Chavez, who is one of our winners. Um, and he was there on Saturday and didn't meet. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see you, Julio. And I do. I'm sorry. Uh, I wish we had had met. Uh, I was there early. I was there at 9 o'clock in the morning. And I think we left... I think we left around 5.30. Um, it, the show went to 8, and there was an after party. But what happened was the show was Saturday, and we actually flew in from Tennessee on Friday. So we got in around 5. By the time we got home, it was 6, uh, maybe 7, and we were exhausted. So to then get up at, at uh, you know 6.30 in the morning – to get on the train to get to the city. And on top of that, Julio, you know this, um, since you're in the area, yesterday or yesterday, Saturday, we had torrential downpour. Like it was insanity. We had flash floods all over. So that didn't help. So we were just exhausted. So we did leave a little early. Um, so I, I am sorry that I did not get to meet you. Um, I do hope you had a great time. Uh, I would like uh, you to email uh, me your feelings, but I'd also like you to put them in the chat right now, just a little brief thing and, and I'll read it on the podcast. So uh, that's cool if you if you don't mind doing that. Um, moving on, Greg, what are some recent releases that you know you haven't had a chance to play? You've been busy with Hollow Knight that you really want to. And I know you're going into Octopath, so this could be a loaded question, but we got to do it. <laughs> well, outside of Octopath, um, I don't know what the window of uh, recent is, but I also did get Mario Tennis Aces, so oh, I haven't. Nice. I didn't play that one yet as well. Um, so that is, I guess, can be recent in some people's eyes, but I know a lot of people probably already enjoyed it quite a lot. So, um, yeah. And then I still need to pick up Mega Man X Collection. That's kind of a recent release. I haven't gotten that yet. But yeah, those are the main three right there. You got some good ones. Um... For me, uh, it's uh, Overcooked 2 I just picked up uh, today. That was actually a pre-order that came It came out last week, but I couldn't couldn't pick it up because I wasn't in the state. Um, that, I think, was the only only one I was, like, um, you know, really looking forward to, just the couch co-op. I'm um, looking in the chat. Uh, several people, uh, Emilio Meno and Super Calico, um, both Smash Brothers. Uh, they're, they're anticipating that one. That, that is coming, and we will be talking more about that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but yeah, I think it's safe to say we're all waiting on that one. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the news. This is, uh, you know, unlike last week, which didn't have, or last podcast, which didn't have that much news, um, we got quite a bit of things to talk about. So let's start it off. Um, Nintendo has officially sold over seven. 100 million video game consoles to date. Now, to be fair, that is counting home consoles and portable. Um, the breakdown is 300.54 million home consoles with an additional 427.11 uh, portable. That is counting the Switch as a home console. And of course, that number is going to continue to grow. 
Um, Greg, what do you think about that? Seven over seven hundred million consoles. Yeah, that's definitely a lot. I mean, I'm not surprised that Nintendo Switch is considered a home console because that's kind of what it's been with a portable aspect to it. But yeah, that's very, very incredible. Um, it's very interesting to see that like the Switch had passed like the hardware sales of the Wii U already. So and the Wii U had a couple year head start on it and it Switch has already blown it out of the water. So Yeah, well um, the Switch Switch did it last year. The Switch did it in one year. Yep. So that I is, mean that was yeah, I know we had talked about that it was a very exciting feat, but it's the software sales have already getting very close to the Wii U. So yeah, that, that's that's the crazy thing. I mean, you you think about this: the see, the software sales of the Wii U are 102.28 million units, and the Nintendo Switch, as of right now, are 86.93. So the Switch is just what 14, 15 million units off of uh, off the Switch, and it's it's only been what a year and what's eight? A year and five months. You're in five months, yeah. <laughs> and versus five years. You know oh, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Now, it's, now the Switch one almost kind of seems like it's getting that problem that the Wii had, where it's like a lot of people are just buying like one or two games. So I know there was like a study for the Wii that was only like each Wii owner only had like two point something games, and it was like the Wii, Wii was an anomaly in that case, though. Yeah. The majority of people who bought a Wii bought got it for Wii Sports, and then they bought Wii Play because it came with an extra controller. And, and probably Mario Kart uh, Wii. <laughs> Mario Kart Wii sold like 30... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's like 32 million units. Yeah, uh, it was one of the highest sellers outside of Wii Sports and Wii Play. Wii Play, Wii Play was the second. Um, but yeah, and that was a problem. I don't think Switch is in that case, and the reason is, is the Switch doesn't have that killer social app. That they, I think one two switch was supposed to be, and it doesn't. And I know a lot of people said, "Oh, I got the switch, and I just got Zelda." And a lot of people did that at launch. In fact, at, at launch, more there were more Zelda copies sold than there were switches. Um, I think because people couldn't find switches, so they got Zelda when they could get it. But now you have Odyssey, you got Mario Kart, you got you know Pokemon, you got you got Arms and Splatoon two, and Xenoblade Chronicles two, and Mario Tennis, and Octopath. And Bayonetta and Donkey Kong, the Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh, the list goes on and on. There's a ton of great games, Mario and, 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 yes. and, and Rabbids. So I don't think, and then that those are only like Nintendo type games. You know, there's Doom and there's Wolfenstein and there's Skyrim and LA Noir and Payday and like all these other great third parties, the Mega Man collections, Resident Evil, uh, Okami HD, it just came out. So I, I think with everything selling, I don't think that's a situation especially when you look at games like Blossom Tales, which sold more on the first week for Switch than the, you know, the first week in, on Steam and you know, all these indie games like excelling on the Switch. I don't think that's the case with this system. I could be wrong, yeah. but I just don't yeah. think so. And I know a number of people that I've talked to have only gotten like two or three games, and it's just usually like Mario Odyssey, and it's Breath of the Wild, and maybe another one here or there. So it's... Yeah, it's can be considered 
that way, I guess it's for some people, but then there's people like me and you that have whatever our collections already, whatever, 20, 30 games already. So 20, 30. Oh boy. Uh, well, yeah, I'm I, for... <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know what you mean. There's a ton of great games. Uh, speaking of great games, uh, another one that people are looking for, uh, Jake's just looking to Starlink. Can't wait for that as well. That, that looks awesome. Blake has joined us in the chat. Blake, it's great to see you. Uh, welcome. Uh, always good to see our Nintendo Fuse family joining us uh, in the chat to help entertain you guys. Uh, so let's let's move on. The Switch is selling like hotcakes. And one of the ways Nintendo itself is actually trying to promote the Switch and the brand itself is by partnering with Universal Studios, something we've talked about before in the podcast, something a ton of people are excited about. And many people who are listening to this and many people uh, that have the Switch, you know, they're not in Japan and they won't have access to going to Japan. And Universal Japan is going to be the first one with, with Super Nintendo World. So the rest of us are sitting here waiting for Universal Studios Florida to open up Super Nintendo World. And now it appears there's a little bit of a delay. Um, the delay was uh, it was supposed to be taking over the Woody Woodpecker Kitty Zone. Uh, that zone is now still there and has been repainted. There is rumors that Universal, Universal definitely has bought new land, but it's rumored that they're building a fourth park in the area. And people are speculating that Super Nintendo World will be in that new park. Um, as an attraction, as uh, you know, a way to get people to a new park, as if they didn't need enough of a reason. Uh, now, there's good and bad. Uh, the bad is obviously we all have to wait a little bit longer to ride Mario Karts. The good is that in a new land, there's more room for expansion because they can plan accordingly. Uh, Greg, what do you think about this delay? Were you excited to go to Florida and, and do Super Nintendo World, or is this something yeah. you could care less about? <laughs> How could you even suggest that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an avid uh, Disney fan, and I've been looking for a reason to go back to Universal, and I've been super excited that it would they would have uh, it going at some point. So a delay obviously kind of stinks, but, I mean, it's like the actual games that we play. They've delayed Breath of the Wild, I mean, how many years? And it's still quite an awesome game. So I like the extra rounds of polish, and they're obviously going to be – flushing out this land to be something very awesome and genuine and be there for many, many, many years. So definitely looking forward to it. Obviously it's kind of sinks here, the delay, but it could only make it better, right? I mean, they have more land, they have more room. Now they can make it more how they wanted it to be. So that's the way I'm thinking about it. It's instead of trying to, you know, use the established area and working within the confines of that, they could really let this grow. So, you know, who knows how big this is going to be, um, especially compared to, you know, Japan's Universal. I mean, yeah, I would think Nintendo would want to have, like, a pretty sizable size to kind of have that immersive experience within the park. So I think they would be happy with more space to get as much stuff as they want to kind of almost rival Disney in a way because Mickey Mouse has that huge four parks thing. So the Universal trying to catch up and add their fourth park so yeah um blake just suggested in the chat and maybe we can make this a reality he says whenever they get it done we should have a meet and greet for nintendo fuse uh fans and all that down there um i would love that i think that's a great idea um i can't plan anything yet 
because we don't know when it's going to be built. Um, but that definitely sounds like something that's plausible. So we, we should, you know, look into that. That sounds great. Yeah. I don't know necessarily about opening day or opening weekend oh, or yeah. anything like that, but I would definitely be down for planning something to. And not in the summer. Like, like that's something we the going to, going to Florida in the summer is nightmare fuel. Um, it's yes. just so humid. So like if we did that, so it would probably be like maybe autumn, like, you know, later summer yeah. autumn, like area or I spring. Yeah, October is our favorite time to go to Disney, so we would definitely be yeah. down for something like that. Yeah, October, November, November, or even even like March, uh, April, May area. You know, like early yeah. spring, spring. That's still good. Once it gets to the humid months, June, July, August, it's it's not gonna be fun. We'll be sitting out there talking and having fun, but we're sweating and like dying on the inside. So yeah. I don't like that. Um, I do want to read quickly. Um, Julio, um, he has given a little statement, and I do want to read this out there. Um, he says he had a great time at Play NYC, um, despite the rain. Uh, he didn't get to stay long. Uh, he was there about four hours uh, due to long lines, but he did get to enjoy the games he played. Uh, he loved the games he played, and uh, he plans on going next year, which is fantastic. Um, hopefully, you know, he wants to win again. Hopefully, he wins again, and hopefully we get to throw out tickets again. That'd be great. Uh, I'm planning on it. Uh, it's all up to Dan. I don't get to say. Um, but either way, he says he actually will be going next year, uh, even if he has to pay, and he hopes to meet up. So see, there you go. He's he is ready to go again. Um, I'll be there, hopefully, uh, provided that things don't don't change, and hopefully we can get Greg, you and you and Steve out there, and we can meet up with Julio. Um, that's great, Julio. I'm glad. I'm so honored that you had such a good time. Like I'm glad that we at Nintendo Fuse were able to give you that experience. Uh, and thank you again to Playcrafting for putting on the show on uh, the first place. But yeah, that, that's awesome to hear. I love I love giving people a great experience. Like that's just awesome. That's awesome yeah. Um, so let's talking about great experience. Let's talk about one that's being robbed of a lot of people thanks to Nintendo. Uh, they're going after illegal ROMs now. Um, ROMs have been a touchy subject for a while. Uh, they actually uh, normally turn a blind eye, but out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, they just went after two sites. They went after Love Retro and Love ROMs uh, with ridiculous stuff, like two million for listed use of the trademark, plus an $150,000 each uh, for each Nintendo game hosted. Like ridiculous stuff. And yes, it's in their legal right to do this, but but is this really the right move? Now I know they're going to do some kind of virtual console thing for the Switch in the sense of their online functions and all that. But is this really the right move? And and there's already repercussions. MU Paradise has preemptively taken down every ROM. And I know some people don't like ROMs. They want to use their official, you know, the original game on the original hardware and being purist. And, you know, I'm kind of one of those. I've played my fair share of ROMs. But there's there's also that preservation. You know, certain times there's only one or two games in existence. And ROMs are the way people can enjoy and share. Um, Greg, what do you think about this? The Nintendo going after all this. Well, um, I've never was really huge into the ROMs. I mean, yes, I've played it. Yes, I've got to some time to enjoy it on the PC, but I've never like really thought of it like saying like, well, oh, I can't buy Earthbound anymore, so I'll just go download it. That's not usually like. It's more that I just would not really play it. So obviously, it's on the Virtual Console on Wii U, and I picked it up there. So. Um, obviously I'd love to have like a little system, like a, my Raspberry Pi filled with 
every game in existence. But I've also noticed a lot of the ones I play don't have like the direct uh, input that the original console does. So to me, it wasn't even that enjoyable to be playing down like a worst version of the game. So it's like you're playing Super Mario Brothers, you used a certain timing, and then there could be like an input lag or something on the Raspberry Pi, and then it's not very enjoyable when it's the game is a lot harder than it's supposed to be. That's true. Now, what about other games? Like, uh, let's just throw out Little Samson, for example. Uh, in order to play Little Samson, you need an original Nintendo, which is not very hard to do or get, but then you need the cart, and the cart is, well, over a 1,000, I think, now. Um, so if you really want to play a game and it's a great game, you're going to fork out over $1,000. Um, a lot of people can't just do that. So, yeah. so ROMs were a way for the people to enjoy the game for free and at least, you know, be able to enjoy it. I mean, it's not like it's not like if you buy it secondhand, the, the programmers of the game or the, the company, the publishers, is even making any money off of it at this point. These are long, long dead games. Yeah, I mean, that's usually what's kind of led me to discover a few like other NES games that I didn't even know were like how good they were beforehand. So I did luckily be able to find some carts of a number of those and were able to track them down. But obviously to get that actual collection of the NES is no longer feasible if there's games that are thousand dollars and I'm definitely not going to pay a thousand dollars for a single game. So don't blame you. <laughs> um, I do want a game like even like Path of Radiance. It's whatever hundred dollars for GameCube, and I'm not really willing to even spend a hundred dollars on an old game like that. So I love Fire Emblem. So it's not even about the. <laughs> I don't really even know too much about it. It's one of these days you will. One of these days. <laughs> or or they'll do some kind of virtual console. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's the idea. That's why Nintendo is trying to shut these places down, because they want people to buy them on virtual console. or Even though the virtual NES. console is dead. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still need to see how this online service is going to go. I mean, if we're just going to have 20 games for the next year, that's going to be awful, but if they're going to add 20 new games every month, then that could be something different. Yes. So, well, like you just mentioned, and Jakester in the chat mentioned about the online service, let's move into that. Um, Nintendo has updated their information on their online. Um, it is coming the second half of September. It's going to be $20 a year, and you can already pre-purchase it. I think Amazon, Best Buy, and GameStop all have the cards already for pre-purchase. Uh, you will need this to play most games online. Um, there are some benefits. Uh, the cloud saves is the one that I think the majority of people are excited about simply because you could back them up. Um, God forbid something happens to your Switch on vacation, you can get another Switch and there's all your saved data. Um, it's also going to have old 20 classic NES games with online added. Um, we don't know the full list of 20, we do know 10. Uh, they are Super Mario 3, Dr. Mario, Balloon Fight, Donkey Kong, Ice Climber, Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers, Soccer, Super Mario Brothers, and Tennis. Not the most exciting list of games because most of these are staples or they're on the NES Classic already. Uh, I don't know how certain single-player games like Zelda will have online functions. I know Super Mario Brothers 3 was just shown, like as they showed a screenshot of, of two-player online Mario 3. Um, Greg? What are you thinking about this? this uh, are you ready for this online world? I know not every game is going to need it, but but most will. 
Yeah, like you were just saying, I was very intrigued for Legend of Zelda. I mean, I don't really know how you can really do that with multiplayer without a brand new mode kind of thing built into it or something along the lines of like Triforce Heroes or something where you have two people simultaneously on the screen or something. So I have no idea how they're going to do that. But I'll definitely be willing to give it a shot. I think $20 is a fantastic price for 365 days. So definitely was going to be going down on it, even though I don't barely play a lot of online games already. So, I mean, I have Splatoon 2, but haven't really played it online. So, you know, Smash Brothers. Yeah. Smash Brothers, I will play online. So. I, I noticed that too. I don't really play much online. In fact, I I had Xbox Live uh, since the the original Xbox days, and all the way up into Xbox One, and I've let it lapse. Like I and I had like there was a number I used to have like your number. I had like a, like twelve next to my number, like twelve years straight or something like that. And uh, I, like, let it lapse because I found myself not really playing on my 360, definitely not on my Xbox One, and I wasn't playing online anymore. And when PS4 said, oh, you need PS Plus for online, I got it for a month for No Man's Sky, and that game I hated. So I let it, again, lapse. I didn't play. And I don't have PS Plus or Xbox Live right now uh, because I'm not playing online. And even the Switch. I mean, we've played some games together, uh, you know, the Nintendo Fuse crew. Uh, we've done, you know, Mario Kart. I did some Mario Tennis online. It was the last game I played. But, you know, right now I'm doing Octopath. That's single player. I'm going to be playing Xenoblade single player uh, when, when Torna comes out. Uh, Smash is going to be the first one that I'll really be doing online. And, and I will get it. I will, I will definitely go in for the first year to see how it is. But... Uh, $20 is not so bad, but I'm like you. I'm just not playing a lot of online games right? You know, recently. Yeah, I mean, I know I did get Mario Tennis, but I'm not usually the one to, okay, I'm just going to like sitting on there in the lobby playing people for whatever an hour. It's more like I might just do a couple matches here or there and then mostly just probably play the, the CPU or play story mode or whatever. I mean, I found Mario Tennis a lot of fun local, like more more fun local versus online because you can get in some really heated matches and it's great, you know, when you could you could smack talk each other <laughs> and you're right yeah. there. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I liked about power tennis. I played with a buddy a lot. And even like in the Wii and game or in the Wii U stages, we'd still fire up the GameCube and play power tennis. Cause that's how great that game is. Uh, so I, I love virtual boy in 64 is my favorite too. Um, power tennis was good, but I, I, I just something about those. Maybe it's nostalgic, but I love aces. I really do. I think I think a lot of the mechanics added to Aces are great. It's not a perfect game. There is definitely some problems, but I, I think it's by far a step in the right direction versus uh, Ultra Smash for sure. Um, all right. So moving on, we have an interesting one here. Um, Nintendo and Anchor have partnered together to release two different Switch-branded external battery packs. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, it's got pros and cons. Now, especially with the whole third-party dock bricking system things, it's very scary to plug anything that's not officially Nintendo into your system. <clears throat> These are officially branded, so they're safe. And it's great. It's just the same type of battery packs, like your phone. You have your phone, you plug it in. Uh, Pokemon Go players definitely know about that. The reason I think it's bad is the fact that the Switch's battery life 
should be able to not need this extra charge. Uh, and you, this is coming from somebody who has a Mophie on their phone. So I, I, I'm all about the external batteries for added stuff. But I like I like the fact that it exists. But it, it, it reminds me of that old the old battery packs for like the Game Boy and the Game Gear. And like, you know, you have to belt clip them and plug them in. And I think I thought we were past that day. <laughs> You know, those days, and no, we're not. What do you think about this? Will you, you be picking up either the smaller or the, the larger anchor? I know the larger is like 2.5 times. So it will charge your, your switch two and a half times uh, over, and it charges while you're playing, which is a good point. It, it will charge while you're currently playing a game. Well, I, but I don't think that I'll be like picking them up, but I definitely support that it's there as an option for people. I My primary place where I play is either in like my house or on the train where I'm only playing on the train for like whatever half an hour. So I don't anticipate being somewhere where I'll, I would need to have an external battery pack just to get a couple more hours in. So, I mean, I'm contemplating bringing the switch on vacation to Disney this October, but then again, I'm bringing the extra AC adapter and it's mostly more for like the hotel room. If we have like downtime or before bed or something, but yeah, that's what I did. Like like when I just when I just went, uh, I brought the extra AC adapter. I played primarily in the house. Like when we went out, I didn't bring it with me. Uh, and I, again, I used it on the plane both to and from. But you know, we're talking you know hour and a half to two hour flights. So there was plenty of battery left, and I could only play it for for little bits of time. Um, due to especially, I was playing Octopath, which had a lot of reading, and the reading while moving it, it didn't work as well. But it was fun playing it on the plane. I was the only one, unfortunately, that I saw with the Switch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was interesting. I didn't have headphones, so I had to you know play it on mute. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm not gonna get this unless something strange happens and you can no longer plug it in or something. I think it is great that that's an option. But I wish it wasn't needed. I wish, I wish like you know the Wii U gamepad. There was like an extra battery you can purchase to put in and extend the life. Like I wish you could do that with the Switch. I wish you could just say, hey, you know what? Let's spend an extra hundred dollars if we have to to get a battery that lasts like three times as long on the Switch. Like I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. That's what I really missed. The Nintendo DS could like it was like a hundred and twenty hours or something. Yeah. Like you could play like eight hours, like in, like multiple days in a row and then be like okay now i found i need to charge it <laughs> and then like you went downgraded the 3ds it's like okay three hours you gotta charge it and like what well it's supposed to be on in your pocket and then now here we are with the wii u and the switch and it's still right at that three to five hour mark and it's like what the hell you know i'm with you went back in in 20 i think it was 2012 when we got hit with uh superstorm sandy here in jersey uh we were out of power for nine days and Ironic as it is, I was playing Final Fantasy for Warriors of Light. Uh, I say it's ironic because it's the same team that did uh, Octopath. But uh, I was playing on my DSi. I think it was yeah, DSi. And like I didn't have any power to charge. And I was playing it like the whole <laughs> the whole nine days pretty much. Like occasionally I went to a friend's house and I, I recharged. But that thing just lasted. It was great. I miss those days. Yeah, I don't know why they could have such an awesome battery on that thing, and then everything after just. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, let's let's move on to one more quick thing. Uh, this is interesting. 
there was somebody tinkering with the switch uh switch firmware and data miners have uncovered a hidden vr mode in the nintendo switch firmware uh when activated it did put two two uh panels left and right the same screen uh was slightly altered of course much like any type of vr display does this mean that Virtual Boy 2 is coming? Like, we are getting, you know, Nintendo Switch VR with a cardboard, maybe a Labo kit where, you know, we, we build the VR and we stick the Switch in. Uh, I don't know, but what are your thoughts on this, Greg? That's very interesting. I'd never even heard of it until, like, right before we were starting to get this launched. But um, obviously Nintendo is known to try out the different technologies on hardware and everything like that to see if that's the route they want to go. I mean, surely it could just be remnants built into it, or maybe they weren't quite sure, confident in the Switch taking off, and then they had like the the test VR mode, so then they could quickly throw something else to market that added the VR experience to try to salvage it. I, I mean, it could be any number of things. It could be pointing to future games that support VR. I mean, it's really, really hard to tell what if it's going to be used, not used, or just was like a simple test thing that they had at, built into the OS at the time. It's it. I, I swear, if they just throw out VR quickly uh, and it's going to crash and burn, they better not call it Virtual Boy 2. But if it's going to be full-fledged and do well, then I want it named Virtual Boy 2 to redeem the, the little red beast that could. Um I, I do hope it's not Labo, though. I'd be really upset if they do some kind of Google Cardboard thing with Labo. Um, I think that'd be, be terrible. <laughs> I want I want something proper. I don't want cardboard on my face with a switch and have it fall and, and break my you know, $300 switch. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of foil. <laughs> <laughs> saran wrap. Just saran wrap it around your face. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be terrible. Oh my god, I can I can picture the memes now. Oh man, pick pick your your you know household appliance of choice to staple you know get a staple gun to staple your switch to your face uh, for VR. Um, Maybe a nail gun. <laughs> yeah, nail gun, just right into your. That'd be great. Um, all right, so now let's go on to the main event. Uh, what I'm sure people have been waiting for us to talk about. Uh, we were supposed to have a direct chat on this. I do apologize. Um, I wasn't at home to do it. Uh, and uh, Greg was supposed to spearhead it with uh, Mike and Blake, and they had their own complications. Uh, so we didn't get a, a direct chat uh, on this, so we're going to talk about this now. Of course, I'm talking about the Super Smash Brothers Direct, held on the 8th of August. There was a ton to uh, dissect. <clears throat> I'm just going to do a quick rundown. Of course, we got new characters. We got Simon Belmont and Richter Belmont and, of course, King K. Rule uh, with the wonderful Troll by Sakurai. We've got two new Echo characters, Dark Samus and Krom. We've got a bunch of new game modes. Holy crap with the new game modes. New assist trophies with, with Zero and, and Claptraps coming back. And Knuckles and, of course, Shovel Knight. Uh, and uh, Monster Hunter collaboration. Like, 
this is insanity. Insanity. Um, Greg, what's your take? What are your what are your highlights? What are your anything that didn't excite you? Like, just tell us. I was super excited as soon as it started. I definitely knew it was like Simon Belmont. Like, I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening because, <laughs> like, I've believe on previous podcasts I've been calling for him to join the series because I know he, he had some awesome games on the regular Nintendo that I actually was able to beat at least the first two. I never had the third one though, sadly. But I did buy the virtual console game. I didn't play it still. But, Castlevania Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, the third one and the Super Castlevania as well. I oh, haven't. I have all of them, but I haven't played those last two but to see him in there that was just so awesome i was very excited and then definitely with um king k rule i as soon as it was dk i was like shouting like yes i know it's him and obviously just like everybody else's reaction like as soon as you see ddd you just like kind of like what the hell and big troll but then he shows up and that was just awesome i was really happy i mean I really loved watch playing Donkey Kong Country games on Super Nintendo to see him like honor his previous uh, appearances, like with like the cannon outfit and the pirate hat and boxing gloves from '64 and everything. That was just so incredible. Yeah, he's got, he's got the helicopter suit from three, and he's got the crown yeah. throw from one. Like it's there's so much love there. Yeah, it was a culmination of all of his different forms. It was so awesome the way they treated him. So. Um, in terms of the Echo Fighters, I don't really know Richter because I've only played or really messed around with the NES ones. And obviously, I think he was a one when Castlevania moved on to other consoles. That's not technically true. Um, he was in Rondo of Blood, uh, which did come to the Super Nintendo as Castlevania X or Dracula X. It was a, a watered-down port and not the best version, but technically Richter was on the Super Nintendo. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know It was that. also I'd... at the beginning of Symphony of Night and then playable after you beat the game. Ah, uh, okay. I did not know that. I apologize. Uh, definitely seeing Krom. That was very exciting. Everybody has been waiting for him since uh, Wii U version, so exciting to see him join ranks of the Fire Emblem crew. Then, of course, Dark Samus. I love the Metroid series, so they definitely need more representation because it's mostly just been Samus and Zero Suit Samus sporting it for the longest time, and now we have Ridley and Dark Samus. So, Well, Dark nice Samus that. was an assist trophy, at least there. Yeah, And Mother Brain yeah. is still an assist trophy. Yeah. See, when, when they showed Krom... Half of me was thinking like, oh, the uh, the whole line from the Lucina Robin reveal trailer was like, oh, maybe next time. Like, oh, he's getting his next time. Yeah. And the other half of me was thinking like, how many people right now are going, oh, my God, another Fire Emblem character? <laughs> yeah, I saw some things about it. It was like a lot of people were like, oh, geez, not another Fire Emblem character. And then I was like, it's Crown. I was like, okay, he's in. He's good. I mean, it's because it's like he was like shown off in the Wii U version as a part of the final smash. So it was I, almost like they were a little bit more accepting of him joining than saying like the new um, leader for Fire Emblem Three Houses. See, I think the problem people have with Fire Emblem characters is that all of them except for like Robin and Corrin are, are really sword users. 
And there's, you know, there's so many other characters, you know, that use spears and axes and, you know, like they could throw in some variety. And I understand yeah. that. And I would love some variety uh, in the Fire Emblem characters. I'm also happy with what we have. I'm, I'm an advocate of more. Uh, one of my, one of my best friends, uh, we were, we once talked about before they revealed Smash Ultimate. I said, I want every character should come back. He's like, they're not going to do that. I said, every character should come back. He's like, they're not going to put like Young Link and Toon Link together. I said, every character should come back. And he, after like <laughs> E3, he called me. He said, I have to admit, I never thought in a million years it would happen, but you were right. Uh, and that's the way it should be. So I understand that there's a lot of Fire Emblem characters and a lot of them are sword users, and that's understandable. I'd l I wouldn't be opposed to more Fire Emblem characters that are different. Axes, spears, clerics, you know, other things that are not sword wielders at this point. Krom, I accept. He was teased. I don't, I don't want any more. Even Lynn. Like, Lynn is like, oh, you know, I know she's a fan favorite. She's an assist trophy. At this point, I think she should stay in assist trophy and move on to other, other ones, especially some more the older representation. Because you have Awakening, you have Lucina, you have Robin, and you have Krom now. You have three from Awakening, one from Fates, so four out of the seven are from newer games. It's only Roy, Ike, and and Marth, of course, from the older games. And even Ike was what the more recent before Awakening, right? Um, yeah. So I'd like to see some older representation, or if they're going to do newer representation, do different weapons. Yeah, I think he started to realize that, like when he did Robin, because I know Robin could have been a sword wielder, but then he made him. Like he used the tomes, and that was yeah. appreciated change to see something different that they could do with the. Uh, well, same same with Krom, uh, not Krom. Um, um, Corin. Corin's also very different. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that one's a little bit more dragon based, so that was a little bit easier to change up a little bit. But um, yeah, it would definitely it would be really cool to see like Hector or something like he wields an axe, the arm adds, and that would even be a welcome change. But yeah. And they could even implement like the weapon triangle thing if they're all fire emblem characters. <laughs> you know what? That's the thing that's surprising with so much love that Sakurai puts into the characters and how certain characters have special things. Like uh, Little Mac has the KO meter, you know, and, and Cloud has the limit break meter and stuff like that, representing their original games. I'm surprised they haven't done some kind of triangle in Fire Emblem for the Fire Emblem characters. Like having one character versus another, they will take more damage from that other character. Well, yeah, I mean, it is kind of hard since, the, as you were saying, they're basically all swords. So, and unfortunately, a lot of lords wield swords. So <laughs> that's the nature of it. I mean, they could obviously add Ephraim, he uses a lance. So that would be pretty good balance there. But yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, just some more. Um, as for. Echoes. Now, this has me really thinking. I, I, I was sitting there after the direct. I know this is going to be practically impossible, but I'm saying it anyway. I want every single character to have an Echo character, every single one. You know, and certain ones are easy to pick. Sonic and Shadow has been said enough times. Um, you know, some people say Isabel to Villager. That seems like doable. Dark Link or Shadow Link to Link. Uh, doable, especially with Dark Samus now, and it's another villain. They're doing a lot of villains. Uh, one I'm hoping for is Dixie Kong for Diddy Kong, because I was really hoping at the end, like Dixie would come and 
you know, kind of how they've had like an extra character thrown in at yeah. the end of a reveal trailer. Uh, I really want Dixie in there. I think uh, that'd be good, you know, as an alternate. Uh, you know, so I was trying to think like every character. Um, one one that I'm hoping for is X as an echo to Mega Man, uh, because we have Zero there with with X music. You know, Zero's theme, but it's still like remix X music. I think it would be cool to have X as a as an echo fighter to Mega Man. Uh, just and like have his final smash have you know even you know it could be the same uh since x is already the model's there x is already in you know mega man's final smash could be the same thing just with mega man taking x's spot or it could be something completely different like his armor set you know use the ultimate armor or something like that like this is where i was thinking and this can go crazy so if you're in the you know rex jakester i i agree that's i'm still hoping out for rex with pyra and mithra uh, I really think that's a possibility, especially with Torna coming. You know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna. Even though Rex isn't in that, it's still, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is still on Nintendo's mind. Uh, I do think Rex needs to be there. I think that's important. Um, I, I'm still been praying, still, still praying for that one. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see more Echo Fighters, um, just because we can. You know, like, hey, who else can we throw in this? This monstrosity of a game. <laughs> yeah, but I think some of them might be kind of hard to like get like put in. Like who would be Ridley's like echo character? So it's like the list is kind of like very narrow right there. I mean, are you really gonna make it like meta Ridley and go yeah. kinda like why not? I mean Yeah, I Well I think Meta Ridley is actually one of the costumes. Uh, and I, I definitely think there needs to be alternate costumes for Simon, Mega Man, and Pit that are the Captain N versions of those characters. Like, we need to have that. And Kevin needs to be there. Like, like Kevin as Captain N needs to be there. Um, and we could have the whole, you know, Captain N reunion. But Mother Brain is still a sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And King Hippo. We could have King Hippo as a, as a little Mac. Uh, an eggplant wizard somehow, you know, get some, get get him Palantina. back. <laughs> yeah, eggplant wizard has an echo to Palantina. There you go. It's from Kid Icarus, so it works. Um, Jakester said uh, he'd like to see every Pikmin captain as Echo Fighters. Um, I don't know about those being actual Echo Fighters or just make them more alternate costumes. Like the Koopalings are all alternate costumes for Bowser Jr. You already have R R Alf. So why not the other Pikmin captains? Why is why is only Alf? Like you could throw the rest of them in there as just alternate costumes. That's easy enough to do. Yeah. Not huge into Pikmin, so I don't really know. I almost thought the other three of the games had Alamar and one game had Alf. I don't know. <laughs> no, um, the first one had Alamar, the second one had Alamar, and another guy. I forget his name. And then the third one had three characters, Alf being one of them. Alamar, I don't think even was in it. Um. The, oh, look, look, we're talking about Smash Brothers, and sure enough, here comes Sasan, uh joining us in the chat. Uh, <laughs> we just have to mention the name, and he just comes in, you know? It's like, ah, oh, there we go. Smash, summon Hassan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jared in the chat says, they really, we really wish they did more with Fierce Daddy Link, uh, like the costume for Breath of the Wild. I would love Fierce Daddy Link as a fighter. And you know what? There's another Echo Link. You know, so you could have uh, Dark Link as an Echo to to uh, regular Link, like Breath of the Wild Link, and and Fierce Deity Link as an Echo to, to Young Link, because Young Link is from Majora's Mask, and it would make sense. 
that that'd be really awesome. And it would be Toon Link Psycho Fighter. <laughs> um, Tetra. Why not? Let's make a Tetra. Because Zelda, or or you can make Tetra Zeldas, but the you know Zelda could have. Oh, well, I don't know. See yeah. this puppet puppet Zelda as the as the uh, alternate. <laughs> There's so many things, especially because Zelda is like a weird mix of all of them. She's got like Phantom, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks moves, but now she looks like uh, Link Between Worlds Zelda, where you know, which is different than Twilight Princess, but she's got the light arrows. Oh, it's so weird. Oh, yeah, that's who Zelda's can be, Hilda. If you're going to go Breath of Wild, uh, uh, Link Between Worlds Zelda, make it Hilda, and make Toon Link be Rovio. There, there you go. go. See, see, see. There's a where there's a will, there's a way. There, there are ways. Uh, yeah. See, Hassan, Smash Brothers, you called. Uh, let's see. Uh, who else is saying stuff in the chat? Uh, Hassan wants Wonder Red from the Wonderful 101. I agree. Uh, yeah. that would be awesome. And and a Wonderful 101 re-release on Switch. Agreed again. Uh, Jared says he would be happy with Fierce Daddy Link just as Young Link's Final Smash. I do hope they change that up a bit. Um, I think I think I would be happy with Young Link actually taking on the role of the original Link, which is kind of what he was, with the new Link being the champion Link based off of Breath of the Wild, changing up the moves. Uh, yeah, Jared says Ganondorf and Demise. Demise would definitely be a good alt character. Um, as for the other versions of Zelda's and Ganondorf, those seem more like character, like um, just costumes, like swapping between the costumes. Uh, Hassan's leaving. He's going to go back to work. Fine, uh, fine, fine. Leave us, Hassan. It's not like you haven't left us before. I really got to call that guy and get you back captive. I swear. He is slacking so badly. Uh, making me make some calls. Uh, I swear. So let's, let's, we've been talking about characters all this time. Let's, let's talk about some uh, modes quickly. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, there was definitely a lot of other stuff. In there. <laughs> there was a lot of other stuff. Um, the modes I'm personally excited for, I'm happy they're doing this three-on-three three or five-on-five five mode, which was the best part of Smash Tour. <laughs> they're bringing that in. I'm, yeah. I'm happy about the whole stamina being a main mode, the whole super, uh, you know, the Smash Ball power meter where you can power up and do a weaker version. Um, that I'm really excited about. Tournaments, of course, coming back is, is a great thing. And uh, the stage switching is really awesome, too. Although I wish it could be random. Like, you can pick two that you want. I understand that. But I wish you could just say random and just have it randomly cycle. <laughs> I think Forever. you probably just put the random icon twice, and it would just be two different, two complete random levels. Yeah, but then it would go back and forth between those two. I'm talking well, yeah, like... Right. Well, yeah. It's limitation was at two levels, yeah. It goes to a third, a fourth, a fifth. I don't know. That's where it can get kind of like drawn out like too much though i mean i think two at least kind of makes sense because obviously if you're using that type of mode your character needs to be able to handle both of the levels that you pick so that kind of dives it makes it a lot harder to pick a choice if one level he's the best at and the other level yeah be if, awful but, at, but so. let's be honest you this is not not for competitive play this is that's that's a mode more for just party craziness i mean that's half the challenge you know you're you're not doing it 
to win money. You're not doing it at the Smash Brothers Invitational. You're doing it with four, you know, four or, or more friends, just having fun, trying to make it as crazy as possible because it's three o'clock in the morning and you're still all playing Smash Brothers. <laughs> true, true. But I mean, you already have the randomness of all the items and stuff like that, though. Yeah, that that's true. There's and even items. Um, they showed off some new items. The banana gun looks hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was like boom, and like almost like a hit with like a baseball bat. And what about death scythe? I mean, we got a Castlevania item. You literally have death scythe. I mean, you could you can kill Luigi all over again. Turn him into another ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they had sort of like the bomber at E three. So, um. That one item, that rambling evil mushroom, sounds very devious, and sounds like it'd be much better hands in the computer than the actual players. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it'd be worthless fighting against computers because the computer would be like, ah, it's no big deal. <laughs> it's basically the same type of item like that uh, ink splat thing in Mario Kart. It's like yeah, it only affects the actual human players. The AI, whatever, it doesn't really do much. The uh. And then, of course, there's new Pokemon and new assist trophies. Uh, you know, uh, it was really awesome to see Shovel Knight, though. I oh, was yeah. very excited to see that he was he made it into the game. I know a lot of people want him as an actual fighter, and including myself. But even just seeing him enter as an assist trophy is like kind of like that first step. Because obviously, Little Mac was an assist trophy. Now he's a character. There's been other instances of that as well. Like you said, Dark Samus and there's probably a few others that I've missed too that well, do that same type of route. There's uh there's still quite a bit of assist trophies that are haven't been confirmed yet from Brawl and Smash Four. And several of them are characters and Knuckles was just shown off. That's what's leading people to speculate that Shadow's been removed to be an Echo Fighter. Um <coughs> Isaac hasn't come back. Some people are speculating Isaac. Isabel mm -hmm. hasn't come back, people are speculating her. Um, Skull Kid, some people are speculating Skull Kid, he hasn't come back yet. Um, yeah, I saw a crazy theory about that one. <laughs> they were saying like the purple chairs. and yellow chairs in his room, and then like, there was like a pillow that had like a pattern on it that could indicate the Skull Kid being like. People like, are desperate to look for anything. And you know what? Sometimes developers do that. Um, and and they do it as crazy as possible. <clears throat> One example is uh, Yoshida, uh, who works at Square Enix. He uh, is the head of Final Fantasy XIV. And before Stormblood came out, he went to one of the fan fests, and his T-shirt he wore was Batman. And he said, like, this shirt is a hint at a uh, new, new job in the game. And it turned out to be Dark Knight. Batman's the Dark Knight. He then showed up at the next fan fest with another t-shirt and it was Spider-Man. And people were speculating, what job could it be? What could it be? You know, is a Beastmaster or something to do with spiders? And it turns out he was hinting samurai because the original Spider-Man trilogy was made by Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, samurai. Um, so, you know, you never know with the, the Japanese, they could go as cryptic as possible. And in those pillows very well may have been picked on purpose for all we know. Yeah. I know a number of people are looking at those chairs and things like, Oh, it's Waluigi's turn now because it's purple and yellow, just like him. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. so 
Anyway, any, anything can happen. And I think that's half the fun is speculating. Even if we're wrong, which we most likely will be, it's just fun speculating. At this point, the, listen, the towel's been thrown in. Everything's on the table. We've got Castlevania now in there and, and, and Metal Gear back and King K. Rules there. I mean, this is literally Super Smash Brothers. We've listened to you and we're giving you everything you want except for Waluigi, so shut up and stop asking for him. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> that's stop really what this is. That Like, everything that people have been asking for. Uh, even, even like Bomberman, that was my pick in the Smash Ballot. I wanted Bomberman as a character. He's not a playable character, but he's there as an assist trophy. I'm bummed he's not a playable character, but I'm happy he's there. He's still there. And you know what? Assist trophy is the start, like the, the stepping stone to being a full character, at least for some. So at least they're there. Do you think that even though that like a lot of these are confirmed assist trophies, that they still couldn't be added in as like an echo character still? Because I feel like they did the thing uh, with like the Monster <laughs> Hunter boss. He's like a boss and an assist trophy. So it's almost like could they be covering up this fact that like Bomberman could still be a character, but he's also an assist trophy, or I don't know, Waluigi still be an assist trophy and an Echo Fighter of like what like Luigi or Wario or something. I mean, it's like I don't, I think what you know, I don't think I don't think they're going to be an assist trophy and a fighter. I think it's one or the other. That he said it was a boss hazard. Uh, and that's the same thing. Like one of the stages that hasn't been shown yet is uh, Pyrosphere or whatever. It's from Smash 4 where Ridley is a boss. Um, and people are speculating that stage isn't coming back simply because of Ridley being a boss. Even though they can remove Ridley from it or just have Ridley there and say whatever. You know, like it doesn't matter. There's multiple Ridleys now. Uh, because you can have Mario versus Mario, so why not have multiple Ridleys? Um, yeah, exactly. That's what I was kind of the hint at it because like you could have a assist trophy be Bomberman but Bomberman can like summon one of his friends I don't know <laughs> and see that's the kicker there could be multiple bombers I mean it's there there's all the colored bombers for alternate costumes but I really don't think because it's never happened before there has never yeah. been a case of an assist trophy being also yeah. a playable character yeah I understand it's never happened before but also like they said never had a boss hazard and an assist trophy so that you know, what? opens the doors to possibility. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there and say it's not gonna happen, but I will happily eat my words and be wrong on that to have Bomberman be a playable character. But I don't think it's gonna happen. Not this game. Maybe in DLC down the road, and that's possible. You know, yeah. we, we, what a lot of people are focusing on what characters aren't in it yet, but. You know that this, like we, we talked about this before, how Smash 4 is a really good template and they should build on it. This is now an even better template. And you know they're going to be DLC. DLC was very successful for 3DS and Wii U. There's going to be DLC. So let's, we can even speculate what DLC characters are coming. Yeah, and the best part is it's not going to be just returning fighters as DLC this time. So because <laughs> all, the, all the characters that have showed up before will be already already there. So. Yeah, and what about you know even Monster Hunter? Is there going to be a, an actual hunter like in uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, or is, is yeah. there going to be a kind of cats or what's going on with that? Like, where did that Monster Hunter come from out of nowhere? Um, there's yeah. so many things. Uh, one thing that they did show off that I'm very happy about, uh, and anyone who's played Smash Four will probably be happy about, is stage hazards can be turned off. Goodbye, Yellow Devil. I will never see you again. 
you were terrible and I hated you and you ruined that Mega Man stage. Um, thank God you're gone and I can play there again. Oh, you're not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I, see, I actually defeat. I actually defeated like the yellow devil, and then it like, destroyed like two of the computers. So the like, problem yay. with the yellow devil is even when you destroyed him, he came back in like twenty seconds. Like he was always there. Like I'm so happy to turn him off. Um, speaking of uh, other things, uh, Mike from our Nintendo Fuse team is now in the chat. He wants to know when Mashed Potato Samurai is going to be in Smash, and uh, he wants Goo from World of Goo as a DLC fighter. I don't think either of those are going to happen. I mean, Shovel Knight is the first indie character, and he's an assist trophy, so maybe Goo will be an assist trophy. I would, though it would be cool to have Goo versus the Blob. That would be an interesting match. I don't know if I'd like to see it, but it would be an interesting match. Yeah, sure. Yes, Jared, Jared says by the end of this, we're going to have to pick from the bottom of the barrel when the next Smash Brothers comes out. I agree. You know, at this, well, at this point, more assist trophies will probably go to characters. Uh, you know, there's still there's still other Nintendo franchises that are not represented. Golden Sun still does not have a character. Um, that is glaring. Xenoblade only has one when there's so many characters they can pick from. Um, there's uh, Battalion Wars or Advance Wars. Uh, neither neither of those has a character yet. Um, Dylan from Dylan's Role in Western was an assist trophy. He has not appeared yet. He could be a character. Uh, let's see. What what other Nintendo? Oh, a split, uh, ARMS. How about Springman and, and Ribbon Girl? I mean, ARMS is big right now. You know, that totally could be... I mean, made for fighting games. I'm surprised they're not revealed yet. There's so many characters. I don't think they... From Nintendo themselves. I mean, we've already even said, like, Dixie Kong um, from Donkey Kong yeah. series. And you still have some of the other Kongs, like Link. Like Linky and Kitty and Chunky. The other, the others aren't as iconic though. Like Dixie Kong is an iconic Kong since DKC two. Yeah. Cranky maybe, but even like Lanky, Chunky, Kitty, Tiny, Funk, Funk even Funky is not as. I mean, Funky's Funky's been there for a while. Funky has more of a chance than the others. Yeah, at least from Donkey Kong. <clears throat> I mean from. The Mario series, I mean, you still have, like, whatever, Ward, Shy Guy, Goomba, Paratroopa. I mean, there's lots of iconic enemies from the game. Blooper. <clears throat> um, Jared, Jared says from Marvel vs. Capcom, Amaterasu and Phoenix Wright would be interesting. I agree. Both characters are on Nintendo platforms. In fact, Okami HD just came out on the Switch. Um, Mike would like to uh, see a, um, another Sega property, maybe Vector Man. I think if there's going to be another one, it's probably going to be I.I. from Super Monkey Ball would somehow work. Um, and uh, Jakester uh, mentioned that Ditto is now a Pokeball, or Pokemon in the Pokeball. Uh, that's interesting. That was supposed to be in Melee. Um, the fact that they have that. So now there's a Ditto version of every single character. There's a Ditto Ridley, like... There's a there's a ditto Mr. Game and Watch. I mean that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Uh, people more speculating. Do uh, do die for Pokemon. Uh, we don't have a, a Pokemon from seventh uh, gen representing, and eighth gen is just around the corner. Um, so that would be interesting. Do I could see that because they brought him into uh, Pokemon or Pokemon tournament. Uh, Jared wants Earthworm Jim. Uh, and of course, Banjo Kazooie. Um, 
And Mike mentioned that there is a Kirby version of everything. And there is. There is a Kirby version of everything. But uh, now they're doing it with Ditto version of everything. So now whenever there's a new character coming out, they not only have to make that character, they have to make a Kirby version and a Ditto version. Uh, Jakester, I, I, Jakester says Banjo would be hard to get. The truth is, is Microsoft is really open right now to letting other people use their uh, properties and would be, they've already stated they would be perfectly fine with Banjo in Smash. I think at this point it's Nintendo needing to uh, talk with them. But I would love to see some old school rare representation, some Jet Force Gemini, uh, obviously Banjo Kazooie, Conquer. Um, you know, the Battle Toads, of course, would be awesome to see. So, you know, maybe Killer Instinct character, Fulgore, Cinder, or Saber Wolf, or something. The, the, the sky's the limit. It all depends on what they're willing to do. Yeah, I definitely think they should have someone, at least from, like, Killer Instinct, and then even get someone from, like, Mortal Kombat, just to complete, like, the trio, like, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and, uh... Well, if you remember, and we don't know this yet, it hasn't been revealed yet. Uh, we know the Me Fighters are back, and I'm happy they're back. We don't know if Me costumes are back. There was Monster Hunter costumes, there was Tekken costumes, um, and of course Gino. There was a Gino costume and a King K. Rule costume. Now that King K. Rule's there, is Gino coming? Um, but you know, would it was that mean a Tekken can come? And one thing you have to remember is that Bandai Namco helped make Smash 4. And for all we know, they're actually working on this as well. We don't, I don't know if it's been, you know, a fact or not, but they have one representation. They have Pac-Man. And Pac-Man, one of the few characters, um, few third-party characters with two stages, is right now only has one. Pac-Land is the only stage confirmed. Uh, even though Pac Maze is so much better, and 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 I hope that comes back too. Will Bandai Namco get another character? Will the Tales of character get in there because it's Cloud from Final Fantasy? And you know, and of course uh, Tekken character because Ryu is there from Street Fighter. Uh, the sky's really the limits on this. <laughs> we could speculate forever. Yeah, that's what I was saying. There's not really a bottom of the barrel. There's still many many characters out there that can. Join both first and third party. The yeah, summit might feel like the bottom of the barrel, and some obviously like to complain, like, "Oh, another Fire Emblem character, another Pokemon character, another Mario character." I mean, it's like, who cares? <laughs> you don't have to use any of them if you don't want to. You know, you know, uh, uh, Jared says the Prince of Katamari would would be great as a Namco character. Um, that would be interesting. <laughs> That, that would definitely be it. But he hasn't appeared really on, the, on Nintendo yet. Uh, he also says Spyro and Crash would be interesting. Yes, that would be interesting. No, I don't think they're going to happen at the moment. Maybe DLC. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think Crash has maybe a potential, a little bit more potential with this game being on there now, this trilogy. So. Well, Spyro has been on the GameCube and the Game Boy Advance and the DS and the Wii. So... I mean, yeah. it's not like he's a stranger to Nintendo platforms either. Well, yeah, but I'm just also going like, what's hot and current right now? So, <laughs> Lara Croft. Mike wants Lara Croft. Well, mm -hmm. considering they stated that uh, developers said that Shadow of the Tomb Raider has like a 0.0% chance of coming to the Switch, I don't think we're getting Lara Croft. Although that would be interesting. Yeah, uh, it would be interesting to see her fight against Bayonetta, probably. Now, here's something to factor in. 
all these characters we're getting, that's that's an extra character we have to take through classic mode. And I'm presuming All-Star will come back and maybe the single player modes, like adventure mode. So we're going to have to play this game a long time if you want 100% all the trophies. But the one thing they did announce is that the classic mode was going to be completely different for every fighter. So I applaud that. You're not just going through the same six, seven fights that are identical. Like, oh, beat Link. Oh, beat the fighting Kirby team. It's like everything is going to be completely different. It might be like a still beating like a team, but it's not going to be the same team for every single fighter. There's another thing you just mentioned. The fighting Polygon team, they're not back. It said everyone was back. Fighting Polygon team should be back. They're not playable. Doesn't matter. They should be back. Metal Mario wasn't playable either in the original, but he was still there. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the extra Amiibo. Uh, and well, Mike, Master Hand was playable in the Melee. Yeah, Ma Master and Crazy Hand need to be playable. Let's make it happen. Like, without hacking. Yeah, there's stamina, stamina mode, so they can be in. Uh, Mike says Metal Gear Solid isn't coming to Switch, and we're still getting uh, Snake. Um, yes, that's true, except we did get, you know, Metal Gear Solid on GameCube and Snake did originate on Metal Gear, which, while yes, originated on the MSX in Japan, uh, was on the NES and the staple, uh, for the system. Uh, but I think it was more so he was a fighter in Brawl, and so he kind of... Well, yeah, that's why he came to, um, plus, plus Kojima wanted him there. Kojima and Sakurai are friends, um, so... I was just be let's just be happy that Konami let Snake come back because Konami is killing all their properties right now. Um, so let's just be happy about that. <laughs> I should have uh, pushed more to have Bomberman be a fighter. Yes, I, I wish, but at least again, at least we got him in the assist trophy and we got Gray Fox back. Uh, some more Metal Gear representation. Um, so that's always good. That is that is always good. Um, what was just said is. So much going on. <coughs> it's not Pachinko. Yes. Uh, yes, Jared, I agree. Konami uh, needs to get back into game development and, and stop the the Pachinko. Um, but let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. Um, we can go on forever with Smash uh, Smash speculation. We will be doing more Smash discussions as it gets closer, and of course, we'll be doing game chats and uh, we hope to do some live gameplay with with you guys. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely do more. Smash is a hot topic. There's so much to speculate. Um, so let's let's end here uh, quickly. Um, Greg, some upcoming releases in the next two weeks. Is there any that you're interested in, or are you just going to be Octopath, Mario Tennis? It's pretty much just be Octopath and Mario Tennis. I, to be honest, I haven't really even looked at the upcoming releases, so um, I'm sure there's some, probably something that'll catch me off guard, but like you said, that was probably me hunkering down into those new games that I got. So, Yeah, um, for me, um, Vose is coming. I like rhythm games. Um, Runbo Deluxe uh, is coming as well. Um, that's a game that I've always wanted to try, but I never have. Um, Slain Back to Hell is coming out um, tomorrow that I'm interested in. Uh, and the Coma looks good too, but uh, I don't know when I'll get to them because I'm still an Octopath. <laughs> still slugging away at Octopath. You know, there's so much to it. See, uh, the, good, the good news is when I opened Octopath um, yesterday, my brother was like, oh, that looks like it's going to be an awesome game. Like, you'll have to show it to me. I'm like, oh, gladly. So 
that could be his uh, third game on the Switch. Oh man, that'd be good. It's so it's so good. I um I'm so excited that you're gonna get to play it, and I'm so looking forward to hearing uh your take on Octopath. Uh, we got to do a game chat. Uh, Jared says that he's gonna grab Okami HD since he finished Octopath. Uh, Jared, quickly out of, out of curiosity, what was your playtime on your save file, and did you do everything? Um, just just out of curiosity to know where I stand. I mean, like I said, I'm at sixty hours. I still have five more chapters to go before I get into the end game and I have all the all the sub jobs unlocked. Um so it's uh it's a big game. There's a lot to it. But you don't have to do everything. I mean I went I went crazy uh trying to get everything. Uh about eighty hours. So I still have an if I follow Jared's route I still have another twenty hours of gameplay left. Yeah I unfortunately saw like a spoiler from uh Game explains saying, I guess you need to have like all your characters at like level seventy for like the final part of the game or something. I was like, oh jeez. Oh really? Is that true, Jared? You have to have all your characters at seventy because I have like four in the sixties and the rest are like in the thirties. <laughs> <clears throat> that's what I. That's what he had posted. So it made it seem like you had to go back and grind. Uh, you should be like grinding all the characters, which leads to your other discussion that they all should be getting XP, not just yes. The, I agree 100%. I hate when RPGs don't do that, and that is one negative. Uh, I like when all the characters, even even if they get like half the experience, if they're not in the party, at least they're it, it helps alleviate. Uh, so, Jared, the final thing: Do you need all the characters? Seventy. Let's let's see if you say. Uh, highly recommended. The same four in the seventies and four in the thirties. So yeah, I had to grind a lot. Okay, so about so a good ten of those twenty hours, I'm going to be grinding. <laughs> Awesome. Sorry, didn't mean to spoil it for you now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I got to grind a lot. Awesome. Uh, so now I know I can switch off characters more frequently than uh, never. <laughs> well, you have to stay with your main character till you finish their uh, whatever you pick first is stuck in your party till you finish their chapter four. So pick wisely. Um, just, just an FYI. Um, so. Um, Thank you all for listening. Um, just so you know, we do accept listener questions. Um, if you do have any questions that you want us to discuss on future episodes, you can send them to podcast at nintendofuse.com. Please also go to our Twitter and our Facebook, Nintendo Fuse. We do have a bunch of things we share and we talk through there, and you can communicate and you can send us messages. Um, <clears throat> thank you, everybody. Uh, in the chat for for tuning in, my God, what what a great group we've had tonight! Uh, so yeah. much to discuss. Uh, Jared and Mike and Jakester and and Asan popped in there for a short bit, and the Super Coleco, and I'm uh, seeing if I miss. I think that there's a couple others. Uh, Bellinus Martin came in, and Emilio Mena, and of course Julio Chavez. Uh, congrats again on winning, and I'm glad you had a great time at, at Play NYC. Um, there's so many people. Um, Blake came in for a bit. Like, oh, what a what a great group! You guys are awesome. Uh, we love chatting with you. Uh, so please keep it up. We hope to see you at you know all future podcasts. Um, thank you so much. Uh, oh, Jared, you you got you got tickets to play NYC too. Oh my God, see, look, you you need to send me messages. See this? You need you need to send uh, me a message, um, an email. Let me know what your uh, experience was like. Um, I didn't. I didn't realize you, you. That's great. I'm so glad you won too. Um, 
that's that's two that's two tonight that that joined us that that one ah that makes me so happy i hope you had a great time i'd love to hear your experience so please send me an email um oh jared that was you oh that was that's right that was you okay i i, I forgot your name so you weren't here in the beginning of the podcast i, I actually talked about you jared um about how you made my day so if you, you, I don't know if you were, you were just silent in the chat, but if you go back and watch the beginning of the podcast, I talked about how you made my day. Um, so listen to that, but yeah, do send me an email. I'd love to know. Oh, you did. Oh, there you go. You already sent me an email. Look at this. This man is on top of it. I've, I, I admit I haven't checked my email while doing this podcast. I'm focusing on that right now. Um, but, but yeah, that's so great. It was a pleasure meeting you. Um, but yeah, go back and watch. I actually, I, I, I don't have my notes in front of me. I don't have even unloaded my camera digital stuff yet. It's, it's such a whirlwind of an, of an event and the weekend. But uh, yeah, I did actually talk specifically about you and, and uh, about how you made my day. So yeah, go back and watch that uh, at the beginning of this podcast. Um, uh, it's true. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, Greg. Let's not forget about you, of course. Thank you for joining me tonight uh, with all this happening. No <laughs> tons of discussion. Oh. I'm sure if Steve would have been here, we'd still be still just starting the Smash Brothers. So. Oh, yeah. So, so, Steve, in this case, it was actually good that Steve was not uh, not with us tonight. But hopefully, hopefully he will be with us next week or in our next, next uh, podcast in two weeks. Um, Steve, hopefully you get your internet at your new house and can join us because we miss having you around. And, uh, yeah, thank you all again so, so much for, for joining us. And uh, we all of you, you know, just have a great night. Uh, please subscribe and share. Let other people know. We want to give out more tickets. We want to do more events for you guys uh, here at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, so please share the love. Uh, we, we do this just for you guys um, because we love you guys. So please, uh, you know, spread spread the love and thank you all so much have a great night and we'll see you again next thank you jake sir nintendo fuse forever yeah see you go. guys later it's like wakanda you know like nintendo fuse forever there we go have a great night guys yeah